0: Welcome back to the Med School Tutors Podcast, your resource for high-yield tips and proven guidance to help reduce stress and give you tangible tools for success from pre-med through residency. In today's episode, you'll hear from Drs. Leila Javidi and Sana Majid, two of our most experienced tutors who not only blew their own USMLEs out of the water, but collectively have helped over a hundred students successfully get their best scores on their exams, Today, Leila and Sana break down how to go about creating your dedicated Step 1 study schedule, and they talk about the different factors at play, such as how many passes through the material to aim for and how to optimize each pass, how to utilize UWorld and first aid, how many questions to aim to do each day, common mistakes to avoid, how to judge if you're being realistic with your plan, when to integrate assessments and MBMEs, and more. Let's get to it.
1: There's a way to look at your dedicated study period as the early period, the middle period, and the right before go time period. So in the these suggestions of how many questions to do, et etc, are suggestions, and it's a general concept. The general concept of the early period of your studying is that you want to, get a foundation of the knowledge. You want to spend more time reviewing and understanding and digging deeper into things that you don't grasp that are being asked on New World and that you're getting wrong on your NVMEs. As you go towards middle, you're going to be sort of crisscrossing what you're doing. You're gonna be increasing the number of questions that you do and decreasing the amount of structured review. And by the end, we want you to really be mostly focusing on questions because this is going to be the most high yield for right before your exam. And the things that you review in a structured manner should only be high yield things that you need to know. For example, it now is not the time the day before the exam to look at that page in first aid about the basal ganglia. Now that is an esoteric joke. If I ever heard one, if you guys, if if anybody knows what I'm talking about, it's like, what is happening? (laughs) Give it up. Just give it up. (laughs) Maybe look at some of the pages that are like, okay, I need to get these nephropathies down again. Like, Go, as you're going through the different stages, pay attention to the things that you might wanna take a look at one more time. So as you can see here also, we've sort of discussed in the initial, doing about 40 questions a day, moving to about 80 questions a day, and then moving to 120 questions a day if you can. If you're doing more early, as long as you're reviewing it, which we'll discuss, as long as you're using it how it's intended to be used, that's fine. As far as NBMEs go, you want to obviously have an NBME early on as your baseline. And then from there, depending on how long your period is, if you're able to do one a week with how many you have left, that's great. I wouldn't do an NBME within a four-day period of your test because it's not going to help you with anything. It's If it's really a good score, you're just going to be overwhelmed with joy and maybe not study as much. And if it's a bad score, it could really derail you. So don't do it. It does not matter what form you do at what time. (laughs) I I will say you could go on student doctor network and find many people who disagree with that. What do you think, Sana?
2: I actually completely agree with you. I've found that, you know, people say certain forms are easier, certain forms are harder. It's better to take the easier ones closer to your exam, not to psych yourself out. But I personally am of the opinion that on pretty much all of them, both myself and most of my students scored about where they should have been scoring and didn't see that much of a difference. So I don't think it makes a significant difference which ones you do when. I think the most important thing is to make sure you're being diligent about spacing them appropriately and not getting too caught up in I want to get through as many questions as I can because I really believe that that is um, the best way to test because sometimes at the expense of the rest of your time so you can spend that time reviewing first aid doing more you world and so it's really important to not say that you know another valuable time resource that you have is the time that you have
1: i agree i always like to say it's like if you have a weight loss goal or a gym goal sometimes you just need to go to the gym and get off the scale like you yes, can weigh yourself, essentially yes. assess yourself constantly Or you could use that time and just do what you need to do because the, the formula works. If you do the work, if you go through First Aid in New World, it works. So when I say a pass through First Aid, I mean a structured go through of all of the content that is available to you that could be possibly asked, like getting a lay of the land. When people tell me that they cannot read First Aid, I often say, It's you can. You can read, first of all. You can read. (laughs) read. I understand the concept of it not being completely interactive or engaging, but what I at least recommend you thumbing through the pages to sort of get a basic overview of what is the scope of this test. Mm -hmm. People who don't do that and wait for the questions, they might not be getting that full picture. I would like for you to go through a a couple passes of first aid, seeing the material multiple times, whether you do this by reading through the pages of first aid or by doing Anki decks for those things, if that's how your brain learns, that's fine. But I think you need to expose yourself in a structured way to all the components of the test multiple times. If you take, a week to study cardiology at the beginning and never see it ever again, you're not going to do well on that section on the test. (laughs) So you need to find a way to refresh your brain and each pass through the material, you're going to hone in on the things that you still don't understand. You're not going to review the things that you already get. If you understand the cardiac cycle, you don't need to read the cardiac cycle Just skip that and go to the pathology that you don't understand or the antiarrhythmics. Maybe you need to do that. So the first pass goal is to touch on all the topics. Don't worry about memorizing. Don't agonize over these details. Just get the scope of the test. Your second pass through the material is essentially where you're going to allow you world to start guiding where you spend your time like reviewing in first aid. So if I'm doing the cardio section of first aid in my second pass, I'll do maybe a block of cardio and I'll be like, you know what? I really don't get heart failure. I don't understand it at all. So I'm going to pull out that section and maybe I don't, I still don't understand based on this. Maybe I need to approach it With BRS physio or a boards and beyond video, or maybe it's just like, you know what, I get it, but I just do not, I cannot memorize it. And that's when you incorporate something like Anki into your stuff. The last phase, the third pass is I like to liken it to that day before the test that you are like, oh my gosh, I wish I had seen that chart one more time before, you know, and you just kind of are going through a memory dump of information to get to cram as much in. The last period is like, let's focus on truly high yield things that you wish you want to make sure you see again before the test. And at this point, we don't need you to learn the cell cycles anymore. If you don't get it by now, move on, right? <laughs> like, yes. try to focus on memorizing and building the things that you already know. The time that you're spending in the day, as we mentioned before, is initially structured review, like reading, watching videos, and as the dedicated study period goes on, you're going to be doing less and less of that and ramping up your questions. So, <laughs> I've been talking quite a bit. How do you generally approach developing a study plan?
2: I think it depends a lot based on each student. But in general, what I like to do is get an idea of where their weaknesses are. And that starts with just doing a bunch of UWorld questions. So really figuring out, are they really strong in pathology? Are they really strong in physiology? Or are they weak in everything? And sort of figuring that out to start. And then I think my first pass for all of my students actually includes a lot of pathology to begin with, because what I have found in working with most of my students is if you know pathology really, really well, if you if that is all you know, but you know it really well, you can absolutely pass step one. And I think that that is something that depending on where you are in your studying, that's the first thing that I have my students do is to make sure you take a day, literally take your calendar and say, this day, I'm going to be focusing on all cardiac pathology, all renal pathology. And then from there, supplementing in all of the resources that we talked about, right? So you sit with first aid, you go through that, and then spend a little bit of time supplementing the pathoma from that, a little bit of time supplementing the boards beyond from that, until you have a really great understanding of heart failure, for example, and making sure you understand each disease process. And then, when I go through it, I really want to make sure that you can not only answer a question. The best way that I feel that my, I know that my students know the content is if they could write a question themselves and say, this is what a patient with heart failure would come in with. This is how they're going to ask me this question. And so get an idea of your general schedule over a bigger period of time, depending on how long you have for dedicated and dividing up. I need this much time to focus on cardiology based on my NBME. Based on that NBME I took, cardiology is really weak. Based on that NBME, I'm pretty good in endocrine. I need to spend less time on it. And so overarching first, and then narrowing in on that day-by-day sort of pathology for each organ. I,
1: I agree with that overall approach. What I want to add to that is sort yeah. of a logistical approach on how do you just like make the plan itself on a, essentially outlined the objectives. Like I want to get through pathology, renal pathology, this path. I want to get through all of pathoma is an objective. I want to get through these chapters in in BRS Physio. I want to get through all of first aid three times. I want to go through UWorld twice. So you lay out what your dream thing would be to get through it all. And then I want you to open up your calendar and divide the weeks up and say, is this possible? Can mm-hmm. I fit these things in? Generally, it takes about an hour to do a 40 question block, and it should take two hours to review that. And a lot of people will spend way more time doing review for a question block, which whew, you, you got to eventually just, you have to move forward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you should be spending, it'll take three hours to do that. So you yeah. have to really just say, do the math. Does this work out? Am I going to fit in all of my objectives that I outlined um, initially? And then when you start to, as you go through your calendar, you can always make changes. As you go along, you should be adapting. If you gave yourself four days to do neurology because you were scared of it, but then by day two, you're like, I actually get this. Move on, do the next thing. You don't, again, you don't have to be married to anything that is on your schedule. Make it flexible because that's gonna be what's most high yield. So this is an example of a schedule. Um, This is done, uh, you can see there's essentially, I've highlighted here the cardiology to show you that this is a three pass schedule in an eight week study plan. So basically, this divides up the systems. So you're covering and hitting on all the systems in first aid three times. And you can see that each time you might get more day. I have three days for neuro in the first pass, but only two days for cardio, depending on what you need. But you'll see that you go through all of this and then you start over, do a little bit less time to get through the stuff then a last time to really just, let's just get through stuff. You're doing multiple things in a day. And then you'll see that we have after like two weeks of, of study time, we have an NBME here. If you have enough to do them every week, that's great. But if you don't, don't do another one right away. Give yourself two weeks to get into that groove and to really like because dedicated study period time, you're going to be having exponential gains in your knowledge. So allow yourself that time to to really compare what am I doing like am is what I'm doing working? And you'll see one more other thing here. The last day, either the day or half the day needs to be rest. I say Absolutely. to my students, two o'clock, everything is shut. Two o'clock yeah. like, You know, don't do anything else. You have to give yourself a stop or else you will go crazy. Now, if that means you wake up at three in the morning so that you can do 14 hours of work (laughs) before two o'clock, then all the more power to you. Then you'll get a good night's sleep that night. (laughs) But definitely need to rest before testing. What challenges have you seen students have with how much time they've estimated they would complete a certain task or burnout or... You know, are we doing quality studying? What challenges have you seen and what tips can you offer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things that I've noticed the most of is people overestimating how much they can get done in a certain amount of time. People say, Mm -hmm. well, the poem chapter is only like however many pages. I think I can whip through it in a day, a day and a half. And I think that is one of the biggest and most frequent mistakes, especially towards the beginning of dedicated people thinking they're going to get through all of first aid in a matter of a week and a half. It's just not realistic. And so really starting to take the time to and, you know, some of that will be from your peers listening to other upperclassmen who have said, this is how long it took me going on student doctor, going on Reddit, seeing this is how long it takes you to get through these resources. And then some of it is trial and error because every person is a little bit different So you have to see how long is it actually taking you to get through 10 pages of first aid? How long is it taking you to get through 40 questions in UWorld? And really making sure that you have an idea and getting getting a general sense of that within the first week or so, I think is very important because during, you know, the first day of dedicated, you might say, okay, I'm going to score this score. I'm going to go through first aid five times. I'm going to get through UWorld three times. And that's okay to think that in the beginning, but I think it's really important to continue to reassess and readjust not only your expectations of what you're going to get through, but also your expectations of what you might want to do with your time. And that doesn't mean you still won't get an amazing score, but it certainly means that you need to sort of adjust And then the flexibility is something that I think is really important as well. Um, Leila sort of alluded to this before. If you're crushing neuro after two days, don't spend more time on it. Um, And really being adaptable and knowing yourself. I think it's very, very easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, well, I'm great at micro, so I'm going to keep doing micro. And then really pushing yourself to do the things that are challenging and the things that you don't like and aren't as good at and make sure that you take some time for yourself. Like that rest day that Lil said is super, super important. And I often tell my students, take Friday night off after 7 p.m. Just stop doing things because you need a break. It's dedicated as a long time. Step one is a hard exam. And so it's really important to give yourself a mental break and just turn off sometimes because it'll help you recharge.
1: I agree. I actually saw over here a good question that we didn't say, which was, how long are the days when we're planning? Um, This is about a dedicated study period. So this is assuming that this is all you're doing. Now, I understand that uh, some of you out there might, this might not be all you're doing. You might have a job that you have to go to, like if you're a a non-traditional student. At some point, you should have a break to do some dedicated time. In dedicated, I would say the goal is to do at least 10 hours of work a day. And when I say 10 hours, I mean, I will give you the honest truth. I would sit down for like, from like eight in the morning to six at night, which is 12 hours. Was I doing work that whole time? No, I was not. not. <laughs> One of the things I, I did to hold myself accountable was I actually had a stopwatch of like anytime my head was in a book or doing a question or reading about something medical that pertained to this test, the stopwatch was running. Anytime I checked my email, looked at Instagram, which then I deleted, or looked at Facebook, which I then deleted. Like anytime anything like that happened, I stopped the stopwatch. I found one time that I was doing only five hours of work in a 12 hour period because of, I was literally begging to be taken away from this. I was Googling paramilitary activity in the Congo. Like I was like doing (laughs) weird things just to get, so definitely try to keep yourself accountable and try to get at least eight to 10 hours of good, solid work. So these are some little tidbits of advice that are random that uh, we kind of thought we would just add in. Yes, it's important to get a good foundation. Um, Like Sana said, you want to make sure that you're spending enough time going through first aid, especially that first time. But don't agonize over the pages. Sometimes you just need to move on. Sometimes it just takes reading something and that's it. You don't have to do then a, a Venn diagram and you know write it all out. You don't need to do all that. Don't use too many resources as we've already said. You could get resource overload, then you're not actually getting through the material multiple times and repetition builds retention. So we need to see it multiple times. Also remember that when you're doing New World questions, It's okay to not memorize everything in the answer that first time you go through UWorld. We recommend going through UWorld twice, which we'll talk about, but the first time you go through it, remember that these questions and especially the answers are not the last time that you're gonna see that topic. In fact, UWorld represents and repackages the same question stem in different ways and then reiterates all those points multiple times, probably 10 times in some cases, where if you actually look at it, it's like this is the same person essentially with like slight variations and slightly different approaches to what we're talking about. So don't worry about knowing and memorizing everything in a UWorld question as you're doing the questions. Let it guide your understanding. Let it help you make a mental note of, this is a topic I need to memorize, This is a topic I need to read more about because I don't understand. That's really what UWorld is about. Remember, because of all of this, how much you get through is just as important as how deep you get through it. So I don't care if you know everything there is to know about H. pylori if you don't know any other part of the GI system. And the more time you spend diving into those things like, you know, esoteric parts of the, you know, immune system, that's one less day that you're going to be able to have to focus on getting that breath and really doing high yield stuff. Your schedule must change. It will change. We talked about that. And then we're kind of, in an ironic way, we're belaboring this point about not belaboring um studying. <laughs> so move on. Don't overstudy a certain topic. So I will move on. Keep in mind <laughs> I yield.
0: We hope this helped take some of the stress and guesswork out of the equation for you as you start to craft your dedicated study schedule. If you'd like to see the slides that accompany the conversation, we also have the condensed version of this webinar on our med school tutors YouTube channel. If you'd like one-on-one tutoring to get your best score, or if you'd like to take advantage of a one-time strategic planning session with one of our most experienced tutors, give us a call at 212-327-0098, or email us at hqmedschooltutors.com to have your free phone consult and be matched with your expert tutor. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on your podcast app. And if you want more helpful, free information, visit our blog at medschooltutors.com social media at med school tutors or our forum at usmletutors.com. Thanks for listening. Be well.